When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast, fresh from Molyneux after what has been quite a frustrating night for Newcastle United. They were winning 1-0, playing very well after Isaac Hayden had given them a 57th minute lead, had, had frustrated Wolves, kept them out. And then four minutes of added time, but Wolves scored it in the fifth minute of added time. Uh, ball in the box to the back post of Madama Traore, Willie Bolly rose above Martin Dubravko, you can argue got fouled, the ball so when it's through his hands, there seemed to be a bit of movement in the box, but the ball ended up in the back of the net, and I suppose we'll, we'll start at the end, Lee, that last minute or extra minute or whatever you want to call it, there's cost Newcastle, what's what's the, the overriding emotion after that? Well honestly, I am sitting here and I do feel like Newcastle have lost the game, that's the exact feeling, it feels like they've lost. You look down on the pitch at the final whistle. You had Matt Ritchie needed, you know, consoling by one of the coaching staff. Uh, Lascelles was staring at the ground. Longstaff couldn't believe it. It was just an absolute nightmare scenario. They were so close. You had fingertips on three points, uh, and they've somehow conjured up uh, a result that should never have been. Before the game, we would have accepted a point. You predicted one-one correctly. You would have taken that at that point. I said a draw as well, I thought 2-2, but I would have taken a point. It turns out they've got a point, um, but in the circumstances in which they concede at the end, it's just, you know, it's it's almost unforgivable. I mean, you say about the circumstances to concede at the end, there's something about Wolves, isn't there? The home game at St James's Park, back in December, Newcastle threw away even a point then uh, when they conceded 94th minute winner for, for Matt Doherty. <laughs> Speaking of Isaac Hayden after the game there, he kept on saying, look, we've run this team close. I don't really understand how they're seventh away down where we are, run it close. But for whatever reason, Newcastle haven't been able to see these games out. And now, rather than being a win away from the drop zone, they're only one point and very much in it. And I think there's three points separate seven teams. And it really is going to be a dogfight now between the end of the season, isn't it? Well, it is. And the reason why Wolves are where they are and where Newcastle are where they are is because... Wolves have got better game management and they can see results out. That's why they choked up three wins on the spin before they, they've got the consistency, they've got a formula. When they've got a lead, they keep pushing and they finish the job off. Newcastle, unfortunately, can't do that. Uh, tonight, it was sad to see Lascelles and Dubravka squabbling um, You know, in the minutes after it. Uh, at that stage, I, I feared that Wolves were going to come forward again and score again. Had they had enough time, if they they gave Wolves another five minutes, they probably would have won it. That's that's how football can swing, so so quickly. But look, at the end of the day, it's 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 a mistake, but it's a mistake in the way that Newcastle didn't deal with a routine corner. Um, yes, there's a case that Bolly had his hand in the face of Dubravka, and try clearly tried to you know block his view. Um, did whatever he could to make a mess. Of the situation from a Newcastle point of view, but then the day you've got to deal with that. You've got to do something. You've got to punch the ball away. 
you've got to you know gather the ball properly you've got to be protected properly they didn't Newcastle didn't do any of that and you know quite rightly have ended up uh, dropping two valuable points I mean you said it feels like a defeat and it does in many ways but for large portions of that game there were a lot of positives Newcastle had played very well and particularly for me tonight I thought that Hayden and Longstaff in midfield were excellent Diarmé was back fit, Key was back fit, Key didn't even make the bench, shows the options Benitez now have, has there. And How impressed by those two have you been and how much of a selection dilemma does Benitez have in the engine room going forward as well? Well, for me, you know, I think Longstaff has to start the next game, no matter who's fit. Uh, I thought he was fantastic tonight. I think he got, I heard he got the Sky Sports Man of the Match yeah, as well. Did, yeah. um, richly deserved you know, brilliant in the middle, playing above his years, so composed, controlled, switching the play, getting tackles in, winning headers, uh, you know, bursting into the final third, um, and not being greedy with it either, and slipping it off to other people. I think he's, you know, one of the complete midfielders, one of the best complete midfielders we've seen for a long time coming from the reserves. Uh, it, it's something that Rafa's got to think long and hard about now. Uh, he's got Diarmé back. Diarmé, you know, is is very capable, as we know. Uh, Hayden it was interesting that Hayden came off uh, ahead of Longstaff. Maybe there's a little clue there to what Rafa's thinking. Um, but you know, they've got a a lot of options there now. Uh, Key was just getting in the swing of things, wasn't he, before he went away? Uh, Shelby, we believe, is in Barcelona getting treatment. Uh, on his injury so he may not be close so it's probably between um, you know Longstaff uh, to start against Huddersfield and then two starts with Longstaff I would say Uh, is it going to be Key is it going to be Diarmé is it going to be Hayden so it's the three players for me vying to start with Longstaff Another positive tonight finally Miguel Almiron has being on the pitch for Newcastle now, I was going to see him black and white, but Newcastle weren't playing on black and white. This, this even so, but yeah, he came on. I think it was the seventy second minute. Uh, we saw a bit of what he's about. Looked a bit like a, a live wire. Certainly has pace. Got a few tasty challenges on him as well. A couple of, uh, I think it was Jai Moutinho and a couple of others came in on him, but he kept getting up. He worked hard. Goes around the pitch and just a flavour of of hopefully what Newcastle are going to see from their soon to be club record signing. Yeah, I mean it's almost forgotten, isn't it? In the after what in the aftermath of what happened, but he came on when Newcastle were in a good position. You know, I I did wonder whether Rafa would risk upsetting things, but he bought him on. Maybe it was in response to Wolves making their two changes. Uh, you know, I think his first touch was a a block, or he tried to get something on a block. Then we seen a weave and run. He had a few good moments in the game, uh, but you know. He was as good as anybody at the final whistle, and that just shows they've signed a player that cares. Uh, he trudged off, disappointed, um, but you know he knows that what he can bring to this team. I think we've seen that, that that on the front foot when they got him on the ball, he was causing Wolves problems. It's going to be really interesting when he fully gets up to to speed in terms of uh, settling in, and you know going forward, that's another option that Rafa's got. I mean. Should should Perez stay in the team? That's another question. There's there's more questions than answers after a night like that. 
I mean, you've, you've talked about the raw motion there. I just want to touch upon Benitez, at the, the full-time whistle. I mean, he looked like he was seething. You could see him speaking in Spanish under his breath. So I'm not exactly sure what he was saying, but he didn't look happy. And then he went across the referee and shook his hand, but he definitely said something to him. I mean, it looked like this result hurt him as well. And I think almost like the home game afterwards when he had that angry VAR press conference, I think part of that was decisions and part of that, probably as you've touched upon, is the game management of his team. Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens now in the aftermath of the press conference because uh, there's a suggestion about the rules in England uh, and you know the referee not doing a suggestion the referee he didn't say this said there was a suggestion the referee uh, hadn't applied the rules um, so it's going to be interesting to see what the fallout is on that I'm sure we'll have lots of refereeing experts on TV in the next few days telling us uh, what they should have done and what didn't happen but regardless of that, you know, when a decision's gone against you, it's gone against you. You can't replay the game. There's no, there's no comeback. Newcastle didn't deal with that situation, and that's why they've dropped two points. And just finally, looking ahead to to what's going to happen over the next week, so Newcastle have gone straight to the airport. They're flying out uh, to the south of Spain. They're going to have five days at La Finca golf course and resort where they were last year do a lot of intense training Benito said there's going to be double sessions then on Saturday they take on CSK Moscow and all of that is in preparation for what happens after which is they've got Huddersfield and Burnley to their relegation rivals at St James's Park in quick succession how do you think Benitez is going to approach this week what will the focus be on the back of what we've just witnessed tonight I do wonder if there's going to be a bit of an inquest with the goalkeeper um it's a strange situation because at the minute Freddie Woodman is in ahead of Darlow on merit. Would you put Freddie Woodman in two crunch relegation games? I don't. I don't think you would. Would you put Carl Darlow in in those games? Possibly. I think because of his experience. Um, do you stick with Dubravka? That this trip is going to be perfect to to get into the the minds of some of the players and see who's ready and. Whether he needs to make a decision, I'm I, I'm guessing we're going to probably see both Woodman and Darlow appear in the friendly against CSK Moscow. So that'll give them some much needed game time, and then it'll be we'll see what happens in that that Huddersfield game. But there's so many decisions all over the pitch that that can be made. They'll go there. There will be an inquest. I'm pretty sure there'll be an inquest going on on the plane on the way over there that'd be interesting to be on that flight I'll tell you that because they're not going to get much sleep Yeah, you wouldn't sleep much anyway after throwing away the game like that especially the players looked after the game but we'll see what happens um, and I think they could have taken the pressure off them two games but they failed to do it well, thank you very much for your thoughts, Lee. Raw emotion there from everyone. It's been a frustrating night from Newcastle United's point of view. Yes, they've got a point, but it could have been so much more. They're going out to Spain now. We will have all the reaction and, and aftermath from the Wolves game over the next few days, and then me and Lee will be out in Spain, and we will be bringing you coverage of both the, pre- uh, the Newcastle's training camp and also the game on Saturday. So make sure you stay tuned to Chronicle Live, and we'll give you all the latest news. Mm-hmm.